Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Tourette's podcast. I'm Tara and I may or may not have Tourette's. In September 2020, I developed vocal and motor tics after an emotional trigger. So now I'm undergoing referrals to see what is happening in my brain. Each episode, I'll be speaking to a guest as we discuss mental health, Tourette's and everything in between. Warning, this will most likely contain swearing and discussions about sensitive topics. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm very good, thanks. Good. Uh, I'm I went back to look at the notes and I realised there's actually, rather than my notes, it's just a focaccia recipe. Nice. That belongs to you. Yeah, I, think. I did my bread. Day. That's why. Um, I don't have any notes. No, <laughs> just me. I'm I'm the interviewee. Uh, um, so, Ed. Yes. Ed Man, that is you. Um, you are my partner. Safe to say. I'm crying. Yeah. Um, do you want to just say who you are um, and what you do and um, uh, yeah, what you do, who you are? Uh, I think we've covered who I am. Yeah, I'm um, your partner in crime. (laughs) (laughs) And I uh, am one quarter of our band, The Man and I. On Spotify now. On Spotify now, a good plug. Um, And I. um, I, But what do you mean for work? I I teach guitar. Yeah, just a little bit about who you are. Private guitar tutor. Um, And I also work for a local charity, CCYS. Um, check them on Facebook. Check them on Facebook as well. Yeah, where I run um, the rock school. Mm-hmm. We have a rock school there with a, a band of uh, young people who are amazing. And um, <coughs> actually, we've just gone into a second lockdown, um, <laughs> so it's going to be a bit difficult. We, uh, as a youth charity, um, we do qualify as being um, essential service, but. Mm-hmm. Operating music in a live sort of setting is going to be quite difficult. So yeah. we're still going to have the band up there. We've got about six or seven members. Yeah. We're allowed up to 15 in the building because we can socially distance. So we're going to have uh, the band come up on a Tuesday. But rather than playing, we're going to concentrate on, on songwriting, mm-hmm. um, which means we can kind of not have to um, interact so closely. Yeah, um, safeguard things safeguard yeah and I, i'll just give ideas and help them individually on a one-to-one basis and how they're going to write stuff so yeah I'm, i suppose i'm a musician oh and i've just taken over the allotment as well <laughs> yeah you're very proud of that <laughs> yeah charles downing dig over uh okay so no dig, no dig oh sorry what did i say dig over oh sorry yeah it's like a makeover <laughs> yeah <laughs> 50 second no 50 minute dig over um so uh considering this podcast is about mental health and ticks and Tourette's and things like that um, look, as we were just talking about the youth services 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 serv- serv- that's right yeah. services yeah <laughs> um, believe in yourself yes <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you think that programs like youth centres and um, the kind of things that you do the music and the allotments and everything in between that you do um, how do you think that has um, an effect uh, like a positive effect on children um, and like with their mental health and things like that, like just talk a little bit about that, maybe. Um, yeah. So 
as a, a youth club and a charity youth club as well, and all of our clubs are free, mm-hmm. the services we provide are free to um, the young people that come yeah. to and us. That's important though, isn't it? Because a lot well, of it people, is really important yeah. because, I, you know, going back to the kind of mental health mm-hmm. aspect of it, I think um, a, a good proportion of the young people we deal with up there suffer um, in some way yeah they in different degrees have, right might have come from more slightly more difficult backgrounds so um whether it be that an, in a in a mental health way or a, or a, you know um an academic way yeah a financial way mm-hmm. um i think the fact that we exist helps the more deprived yeah. young people in, in our community yeah. for instance um, you were saying last uh, night weren't you about um, the kid that said that they had never felt that acceptance apart yeah, from so we got, we got um, just as an example one young person who yeah. will remain nameless yeah not allowed <laughs> to name them <laughs> um, um, has, has said that they hadn't felt anywhere that accepted them before um, and they were talking about school. Um, they were talking about other clubs that they might have tried to join. And yeah. um, I don't know. Our, our we have a, a pretty grounded philosophy in just accepting and involving everybody. When we first started this, it was we kind of um, the, the, the charity already existed, mm-hmm. and we approached them and said. And th- when I say we, I mean myself and Dave. Who I Dave Savage, the uh, owner. Well, we 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 came to them first. Yeah. They they were already established as a as a a charity, mm-hmm. a youth club charity, yeah. and they just had a couple of clubs that ran um, with a little bit of funding, but not a lot. And yeah. there was no kind of focus other than it being a youth club. Which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Great, you know, um, young people can go up there and go and use the facilities. They have a pool table. They have an art room. So we came to them with this idea of running um, a rock school for for um, younger people, mainly because Dave is one of my private students mm-hmm. as a as a you know guitar tutor. He's one of my students, um, and he used to really enjoy coming up and performing at the open mic nights and stuff that I used to run. So yeah. um, he said it took learning and, and enjoyment of the instrument to a, a completely different level because he was able yeah. to perform to other people. I also think, sorry, just to interrupt, I also think it's such a nice thing as well that um, both of you um, have used something uh, like that you enjoy doing, a talent of yours both, and you've done it and utilised it to help younger people and people that actually might need it just as much as maybe you might have needed it when you were growing up or yeah, much as I need it when I sing and things like that. Like It's quite nice that you've kind of been like right let's use what we love to do it to help people that need it yeah absolutely i mean there wasn't really not that i found um uh, like a, a rock school sort of uh environment yeah, when apart i was from that film with jack black apart from that yeah but i mean remember <laughs> i'm older than you <laughs> i was an adult when i came out <laughs> but i did find a, a really uh, a blues workshop which i used to go and, and oh jam yeah, with yeah. with the late great jim pitts absolutely fantastic um, musician from Crawley who um, played with absolutely everybody from the from the blues scene. Um, but I was the youngest person there by about fifteen years. Hey. Yeah, 
I was about 12, I think, when I first started going there. Um, but it was that idea, and, and Dave approached me and said, oh, I really enjoy doing these open mic nights with you. It's a shame that uh, Joe, our his son, Joe Savage, who's now our, our drummer for our band. Um, on Spotify now. <laughs> and it's Good plug. There's going to be a few plugs. Every in time, every there. time, yeah. <laughs> also, I listen to, like, there's podcasts and stuff, but also we have a band, so. <laughs> Very good. Sorry, carry on. Seamless. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so uh, really, um, Dave was kind of said, "Oh, it's a shame that Joe can't jam with people because, for one thing, he was a drummer. It was difficult to find a venue with a, uh, you know, in-house, especially in Crawley. Find mm. a venue is difficult. Yeah. Find even a venue playing drums, though, isn't it? It's yeah. quite a. You have to have a, it's a lot specific. Of kit. It's very loud space. Even yeah, if, you know, as an acoustic instrument, it's well, very loud. Of course, loud. yeah, yeah. And um, and also his age." It was like he was 12 at the time. He'd, he'd been learning drums for a couple of years and he was getting quite good, but he couldn't come to the open mic night yeah, for those two reasons. He was yeah. too young yeah. and there was no drum kit. Yeah. There, there never is, really, is there? Apart from I, when I used to run open mics, not when I used to run them, sorry, when um, I was working in a pub and they used to have the open mics, we did have um, this one guy that used to bring down a drum kit, but people just not equipped for it, really. Are they in this pub setting, in an open mic setting? Because it's always guitars, spoken word, or uh, piano. Yeah, most open mic nights go under the assumption that um, it will be solo singer songwriters or duets. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe you, you know you do have some like vocal harmony groups with, yeah, with three yeah. or more, but they're they're also assumed to be kind of be acoustic. Kind of, to yeah, an extent. I mean, you, you yeah. almost always plug your guitar in. <laughs> the yeah, most yeah, yeah. That we run, but, but it's not like a full band. No, no, there wouldn't be a back line. There wouldn't be electric no. amp- amplifier, bass amplifier, and yeah. certainly wouldn't normally find a drum kit there. Yeah. So, Sorry, um, yeah, carry on about Joe, sorry. Yeah, no, so I'm going to say <laughs> the, uh, the venue that we, that I used to run my open mic night in, mm-hmm. um, which Dave came to, had a live band room, and we realised that during the week, Tuesday, which is what we approached them with, which <laughs> still runs on a Tuesday, um, yeah. they wouldn't be using it for bands. Uh, and it didn't have uh, a bar on that side of it because the owners wanted to make sure that um, college <coughs> bands could play there and bring their um, Sorry, bands. That's can we use it to do this rock school? And yeah. they said, yeah, he was very happy with that, which was great. Um, and uh, my friend who I'd gone to school with, I knew had been involved in the youth club and had recently changed it like created the charity ccys which stands for crawley community youth service um and he'd done that because of um fund cuts Mm -hmm. so uh they couldn't get as much from the council so um they they established themselves as a a charity in their own right so they could get some funding and stuff Um, and it was going okay but they didn't have like a focused Mm. group so um, we came along said, can we run a rock school? They were very happy for us to do that because it was actual, it was an actual focused club that also brought it out into the wider community. I mean, I wanted to run it there once a month and yep. then book up some gigs at the Crawley Festival, um, which we did, and do some gigs in the Crawley Bandstand, and yep. we actually run our own gigs. So it's a positive thing then on the kids' Mental health. Yeah, so it's basically, it's a place where they can feel like they belong and that they have a purpose. I yeah, suppose. it really gives yeah. that opportunity. That, like I said, it was difficult when I was that young to find an opportunity to go and play. And yeah, you f- tend to find you get um, 
people who uh, are really passionate about music come to our club. We've yeah. been running it for five years now, and it went from once a month to once a week, and then we managed to get funding. So um, we I get paid as a teacher now to be there on yeah. a Tuesday evening. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's um, cool that the kids have a place like that to go and and feel like they belong and they can do something they're passionate about and something that they enjoy. And they also have people there that support them and listen to them because you know it, it's mental health still has such a long way to go, like in terms of education and uh-huh. research and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to the point where the, you know I kind of. When I was younger, the difference from then till now is drastic, but but also not that much has changed. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's you know it it's sort of we when I was younger, I could have benefited from having somewhere that I could have gone and had my place because I always felt like I didn't really have a place, and then you know because of depression and anxiety and things like that. Um, so knowing that kids, I mean, they had youth services, but no one went to them because. Yeah. You know, they were they weren't funded properly. They weren't. You didn't have people like supportive people like you and Dave and Ash and Billy and thing, things like that. <whistles> hey, um, fuck off. Yeah, so, I mean certainly you know. before before we took it over and started to do this band idea, and then we we're doing more and more art stuff now. Like um, I said, we're doing the songwriting thing in the yeah. new year, which is what we're going to have to start doing now because we can't have the full live band. Um, so uh, yeah, and. And you're absolutely right. Uh, th- there is such a need for it, which is why we were talking about one of our members who um, yeah. who said he'd never really felt accepted anywhere else. And we're very yeah. good. We, we're there to do a job, and also we're there to support, support and yeah. care. And, yeah. and and they know that they're there to do music. Yeah, um, and I think also as well, I think that um, people that um, you know are in that position where maybe they can go and speak to a family member maybe they have a good family life you don't know but maybe they don't feel comfortable enough going to their own mum I feel suicidal or I feel this way I hate myself that kind of thing and although you know it's always hard to say that don't know obviously I'm not saying that you have been told this or anyone that you work with has actually been told this but you know in that situation it's probably nice to have somebody that you have an attachment to that you know cares about you but won't judge you and you won't upset them Imagine, like you know what i mean Tell, like no one wants uh, to hear that their son or daughter or you know gender neutral child wants to you know feels badly so maybe it's a nice outlet to have this other people that actually care about you and you know it and just talk f- freely with them with no um no guilt about it yeah, Maybe. yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- um, we are first and foremost really a, a youth service yeah. rather than a band. That's not the way that me and Dave set out to do it. We we set out to, to be a rock school. Yeah, but but that's even cooler, right? Because the fact yeah, that well, it's just developed that way. Yeah. We've realised that that's uh, we realised early on that it was at least an equal, uh, e- you know, equal to the service we were providing for people to be able to go out and jam. And then we realised actually. It's much more than that, you know, because we uh, all the other clubs that run up there as well, they're first and foremost providing a service for young people, and, and we have one-on-ones with them where they can just talk to us. And yeah. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's just a nice service to yeah, have. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's when I was in secondary school, um, I my PE teacher, shout out Miss Hathaway, um, <laughs> she um, referred me to... she 
basically told my head of year that something was really wrong with me and stuff because I came in crying to her lessons and it was real bad and I was like miserable. And um, so my head of year and her got me uh, into the school council. So uh, I went to a school counsellor basically. Um, hated it. <laughs> I, it was awful um, <laughs> because I was, you know, 14, 15 years old being like, oh, you want me to write my family tree in different colours? Uh, this person's this, and this person's black, and this person I love, so they're going to be yellow. You know, and it was like, I'm not, they tr treated me like I was a child, basically. Mm, yeah, which obviously, sorry, but ob uh, which obviously I was a child, but I kind of felt a bit patronised when they were doing that, you know, like colouring in things and stuff, and it was, and it didn't work for me, which I think is such a great thing about you guys that um, you don't even need to talk about anything. You can go and you know every Tuesday that there's something to look forward to. Or every Monday you have um, games to look forward to. And you yeah. know, and, and it doesn't ha even have to but be... You don't even have to talk to someone. You, you can just go there and... Sorry, my, one of my ticks is hiccuping, apparently. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's nice that there there, there is that no pressure but they know that you guys are there so that, that's what i was trying to get at when i said it it has a purpose it's yeah. not I, I think the rock school having a purpose is really good because it also gives kids a purpose as well though doesn't it It does yeah, yeah. I, I, everybody knows that they're it's it's they're there to play some music it doesn't matter who they are yeah and, and we're really lucky we haven't really had to yeah you know um take anybody to the side that much and say that you can't do what you're doing but you know everyone's yeah, yeah, quite yeah. respectful there yeah well um, it's it happens so often yeah but, but i think it's probably because you give respect to them yeah and know? there's no elephant in the room either mm. you know there's there's no nobody's there isn't that kind of feeling that people are thinking stuff but not saying it. it's just really yeah. cool yeah that's and nice that's yeah. great and um yeah and the other thing about about school is school is a very rigid um and you are yeah. there for a purpose, but it's there's no much freedom more control. Into yeah, and there's no freedom to express yourself, is there? You know, not a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a lot anymore. At all, no. um, I, I didn't. Apparently, well, it didn't used to be that way. My mum and dad, who really? both teachers, uh, yeah, sing the praises of the good old days. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, I would but, be, yeah. But yeah, and also it's a huge establishment, and they they do have to educate. That's their primary function, so it's very difficult. So a lot of people who are slightly more disadvantaged or don't fit into that academic regime yeah. Yeah. kind of structure can get marginalised for no fault at all of the schools yeah. well, that's and the, the thing teachers that, yeah. but well, we no provide the opposite service that we're yeah. not, we, we don't have to educate but we, no. we try and educate but yeah. we're there as a support well you service. give them life skills I suppose like yeah, you, get, you yeah. give the, you know you, there's cooking classes there's uh, gardening classes there's you know all the not, not classes clubs I suppose yeah. um, and there's no ob obligation for anyone to do these if they want to do them we run them and we usually get a good response but not everybody has to do them so yeah the ones who are interested in the gardening side of things have that have that access to that but the ones that aren't aren't made to do it um, Fireworks again. <laughs> and because we're a, we're a a youth service with their best interest primarily uh, as our goal if they are struggling um, and they just need someone to talk to, you know, the staff there are brilliant. They'll yeah. do one-on-ones. They can phone them at any point in time. And I, d I think it's difficult. You, that you can't get that at school so much yeah. because they're there to pass exams and get education. Yeah. Well, they're there for the, the passing the offset with me, aren't they? Although then, you d like I said with my teacher, my PE teacher, when she realised there was something wrong, 
and she went above and beyond. Do you know what I mean? Because I had teachers, my, well, I had a, I won't name her, but I had a very, not very nice math teacher that used to say that I looked like you know, a stripper and stuff like that. And, um, and uh, she couldn't see that, you know, and she called me stupid because I was getting like E's in maths, got an E in GCSE maths because my brain just didn't work. I, I still, to this day, I'm not very good at retaining my memory and, you know, counting numbers and stuff and like, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, it, that's the kind of, to me, it's like the two differences between a teacher just doing the bare minimum and the teacher actually being a teacher, like to guide you and to make sure you're okay and that your welfare is okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. And I think, a l I think there's a lot of well-meaning teachers out there. Oh yeah, I, I course, like to yeah. think that they outweigh. I don't want to sit here like sounding like I'm like slagging them <laughs> off or something like, oh, teachers are bad. But I mean, like in my certain I instance, think, I think the position that they're put in because of the educational system yeah. and they're well, needing to pass the grad, I think it's more difficult for them, whereas we yeah. don't have any of that. I also I also do think that as well, actually, um, saying that um, and going back to what I said about there not being enough education for the mental health sector and like f and, and in every single way for teaching children, uh, sorry, teaching, teaching, teaching teachers, <laughs> hard to say, <laughs> teaching teachers how to deal with kids that might have mental health problems or kids that, you know, whatever, like so I, I, when I went, in, when I was in college, um, I studied health and social care at Brighton College and um, I was going through a really, really depressed state. Um, I hadn't had a very good relationship and the, the guy I was with was not, at the time, wasn't nice to me and stuff and I um, ended up not going Oh, no, no, I wasn't in a relationship then. That was film school. That's another one. Sorry, back in college, I was just going through a depressive state. And um, I ended up missing... So uh, we used to go uh, to class every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. Um, and then that was it. And then I had the rest of the time off. And I'd missed um, about a month, I think. And my teacher finally called me up because I, I wasn't talking to any of my friends at that point. Um, I'd, like, cut everyone off. And I'd put myself falling asleep on the sofa and not leaving and things like that. And then um, it got to like third or fourth week where I hadn't gone in, and my teacher Elaine called me up, and because I so studied health and social care, she knew about mental health problems and she knew all this stuff. And as soon as I picked up the phone, she was just like, "What's going on?" And I like burst into tears and things like that because at the time, uh, she was the first person I came out to as bisexual. Um, when all of my friends in that class were saying uh, bisexual people were disgusting and greedy and you know, to pick a slide and all this stuff. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, Greedy. yeah. I'm sure they don't. Good one, guys. Good yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how many people you think I can fool, but it's not that many. Um, but yeah, obviously, as a as a, as a 18-year-old, that's, you know, who's just just figuring out who they are. Like, I'd always known, but, you know, I never I never knew the word. Again, it's... Yeah, you could have fooled loads of people. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, it, it's such a... Um, different thing even then by like when I was growing up bisexual you weren't taught about people being bisexual so it was either no. you're gay or a lesbian <coughs> things and like I that. think I think it's uh, as far as I I'm aware um, from this youth work I do it is being much more widely discussed and, and taught in school now um, 
I think that's one of the yeah, reasons why but everyone's a, so accepting. Yeah, but that's the miracles. thing I was saying about Elaine is the fact that it was because she was a health and social care person and 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 she had dealt with counselling and she did all of this other stuff and she genuinely cared. That's why she picked up the phone and you know sent me emails and tried to send me letters and I obviously was ignoring them until that phone call. Um, and it was really nice. It was great. Um, yeah. And 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 that was only because she had taken the education herself to go down that path to notice and recognise that maybe you know I wasn't in a good place, which obviously I wasn't. So. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. bottom line is, I think what we do helps um, a a group um of young people in in our society and not necessarily just a, a small group i mm. think there's there's a lot of people affected who don't really have many other places to turn to yeah. certainly not in their eyes not school and maybe not yeah. a home um and so we just provide that service and it can go under many guises and the ones i do are mostly musical and going to be songwriting and and the allotment but yeah we are a youth service and i think that um we deal with a lot of people with um, mental health difficulties, even if not necessarily diagnosed um, officially, but I think mm -hmm. they appreciate the fact <laughs> that we're there. Yeah. Well, I like to think that's that. a good segue into, um, I think, going on to the Tourette's subject. Yes. So, um, like the intro says, if um, you didn't know, um, in September 2020, um, I started ticking, having vocal ticks and motor ticks, um, and at the moment, as of now, I'm undiagnosed, they don't know what it is, um, obviously, as you know, um, yeah, so uh, I want to talk about the effect that it has on you, mm -hmm. rather than the effect it has on me, because mm. I will get into that with other people that actually have Tourette's, and, yeah. you know, but I want to know... Um, how how it affects you, um, what you think about it, what the hardest thing is about it, and what the funniest thing is, because I think you've got to laugh, because I um. say some ridiculous stuff, so, <laughs> hey. Um, how it affects me, I think that... Because you're very supportive, and you're very good to me, what? so, you know, it's... Thanks for saying that. Very strong, uh, very strong will. That's the official word. What is? Oh, from me. Yeah, oh, yeah from sorry. You. I um, took that literally like a word. Like, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> what word is he talking about? Fuck off, you fucking nerd. Hey. That's a good one. That's the funniest, right? Yeah. <laughs> James Acaster. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag James Acaster. Yeah, come on my podcast. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it affected me, I guess, more in the beginning because you just adapt, don't you? you adapt to yeah. these things that happen. Um you're very sorry. You're very good at staying calm. So I think at the beginning, although it was affecting you, you didn't really let that show yeah, as much. As, as far as the most difficult things concerned, the beginning was definitely one of them because you know it just happened. I came in from the garden, and, and you were whistling, uh, which I didn't. You know, I didn't think anything. I thought you were just whistling, and then you carried on doing it. And I asked you what you were whistling, and you said, "I don't know. I can't stop." <laughs> And that was a bit yeah. worrying. I was like, what do you mean you can't stop? And also you had the, the neck motor tick as well going along with it. Mm. And then we tried walking around a block, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, walking uh, over, the, over the road and mm. you kept saying hello and hello. hi and stuff to other people. Hi. Which is really nice. Hello. 
yeah, but I'd, I'm not <laughs> but normally it was that. Really worried. I remember I turned to, turned around to you and I was just like, I hate that I keep saying hello <laughs> because I am not this nice to people. I don't want everyone to think I'm this sweet. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I get that was one of the most stressful periods where you didn't want me to ring anybody. You wanted to sleep it off, so mm. we, and I could tell that it wasn't working because you were still yeah. ticking yeah. in your sleep a little bit, you know, motor moving your head and stuff and then um, the next day I rang nine was it one 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 yeah I rang them and they wouldn't speak to me without you being there so I had to come back and say look I, wa- I want to ring them and yeah. I feel a bit bad about that because it obviously I know that you would be really worried and not have any idea but then also in well my I head I was like really selfishly being like well I'm the one you, know, you can't going blame through yourself it. for the, the selfishness. Though anxiety no. is all well, yeah, that's the thing. I, yeah, you, actually, I knew you already had anxiety. Let's, yeah, no, let's not use the word selfish. Let's use the word because I, I was anxious. That's that's why I didn't want to go because I immediately thought I was going to get locked up into some sort of mental asylum. Yeah, um, and you had a very close friend who a very similar thing happened well, to. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I I mean, and we, we eventually that night were told after a couple of com- conversations um, with the NHS, they told us to, to go up to East Surrey Hospital. Yeah. And that was, I was really quite stressed at that point because I was really worried they were going to say to something. Keep you in. Yeah. I was worried that they were going to say there was some kind of like really bad underlying cause as to what's made this happen. Mm. Uh, they were really good. They put us at ease. Yeah, they were great up there. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was difficult w- in the waiting room because obviously we weren't used to this at that point. Oh God, and yeah. the, the waiting room was full of people. People, yeah. I remember uh, a couple of them. They were actually pretty good, but a couple of them did. There's a couple of them did look. It was more of like the older guys not really understanding. I don't. I don't yeah. And what I was think going you on? can't really blame people for, for looking. No, of course not. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it I don't blame them. You'd like them. to think that if that was me or you sitting there and somebody did that, you'd like to think that you wouldn't stare. No, But yeah. obviously... But that's the thing. I don't mind people... people are curious. I don't mind people looking, but I have had it before where people, you know, I've been on the train and I've had, you know, um, women staring at me and, like, yeah, shooting yeah, daggers at me and things like that. And, it's and that made was me horrible and that upset you. But yeah, really I don't think that me. was the case in the hospital. No, I no, I know that. That's what I'm saying. There's a di- I, that's why I, I don't mind. I, don't, I mean, obviously, I'm not speaking for everybody on... Um, on behalf of everybody that has ticks or Tourette's or anything like that but for me I don't mind people like looking as long as they're not staring <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and you know and I think as well you need to a good thing about um, sorry not a good thing but like a, a whole thing that I think a lot of people actually do again I'm not going to speak for everybody but um, anybody that has ticks it's um, it's a good idea to establish boundaries with people to know what is okay to laugh at and what is not okay to laugh at and what you feel comfortable laughing with. And, like, you know, when we went over to Nick's and Darcy's and I was saying, I won't repeat them, but I was saying uh, lots of ridiculous stuff about lots of, you know, silly topics. Like the, you know, and um, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. Um, I do. And, you know, they're they're looking at me and they're, like, laughing, which is absolutely fine because we're all laughing together. No one was laughing at me. Because I was very fully aware that everything I was saying was fucking ridiculous and outrageous. Um, but they still took the time to be like, oh, you don't mind us laughing, do you? And I was like, no, 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 no. In fact, that probably makes me feel better because then you don't think that I actually hate these people or I actually want to 
sleep with this person <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's... I think that having a healthy sense of humour about most things in life is, is good. But yeah. it's not very nice to feel like you're being laughed at rather than... Oh, weird. no, yeah, that was... That is different. Because, it, it, you know, it, it's not <laughs> funny. It's not funny to, to us sometimes. Sometimes it is. You have to be able to laugh at it, but at the same time, it is difficult and... I think people laughing at you is it's mean. Not only is it mean, but it also make Ignorant. makes them think that yeah, it, it makes you think that they completely missed the point. They haven't thought how difficult. They haven't thought beyond the end of their nose, no, basically, yeah. how difficult it's yeah. to be. Well, that's the thing. like when you're your hit shoes at the moment. Yeah, but it's, I think it's kind of like you know, if I, I I like hit myself or something or you know whatever. Well, actually, that was the I was going to bring that up. That's yeah. the other difficult thing, bit. Yeah. There's there, there's nothing really difficult about the vocal tics or the motor tics for me apart from I don't like seeing you in any pain so if the if the if the neck constant neck sort of movements hurt I don't like seeing that and I yeah. don't like seeing you feel embarrassed if your motor tics are going over the top but they don't affect me it doesn't doesn't yeah. matter to yeah. me it doesn't affect me on an emotional level other than thinking about you yeah uh, but what does is it's when nice you hit myself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's not nice to see. And I, uh, especially if you're h- hurting yourself, you know. Um, but that's, um, I, th- I suppose that's something that when we s- we do see the neurosurgeon. Neurologist? Well, yeah, hopefully not surgeon. neurosurgeon. No, 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 oh. thank you. <laughs> you want to increase yeah. your level of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. They said, uh, uh, you know, they said that although... Tourette's syndrome is usually this is the uh, East Surrey Hospital because obviously we had well a well plethora of questions for them. Well and the, the guy said he he said he thought it was Tourette's. Yeah. He said it was most likely in his mind to be Tourette's, yeah. but he'd have to refer us to a neurologist because uh, you know th- that needs. Well, to Well, they tried to neurologist. refer me to a psychologist first. My, well, that, my the GP, hospital didn't, yeah. no, my GP tries to refer me to a psychologist, and then as we knew. They denied me, and then I got an appointment mm-hmm. with the neurologist, which I'll try and... That's what the hospital su- suggested first off, anyway. But the doctor did say, to all intents and purposes to him, it looked like Tourette's syndrome. And I w- had questions, because obviously I've looked into this. Yeah. You know, well, as in soon the, in as the I was doing days, it, yeah. yeah and, um, and it did say that it's very unusual to not see symptoms of it before the age, you know, after the age of 18, rather, you almost always yeah. see the symptoms first. But he explained that Tourette's syndrome um, can be an extension of, of anxiety and OCD yeah. disorders and is actually the, the same thing. Conversion ticks as well is more of a psychological, whereas um, Tourette's are more of a neurology. Fuck off. Um, Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Neurological. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think that it's just a matter of waiting, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? And seeing. Uh, on a more light-hearted note, the funniest thing about it yeah. is you—you um, now get away with insulting me as much as you <laughs> like. Off, you fucking nerd. Yeah, hey. and uh, it's all permissible. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as yeah, it's funny because sometimes I'll actually insult him and then be like, "Oh, oh, sorry, that that was a tick." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask if you had any questions. For you? Yeah, no worries if not. 
Um, yeah, maybe. You're going to give me that £20 back? No. <laughs> put, it, put it on my bum. Hey. Um, have I got any questions about... You don't, you don't have to Yeah, have uh, no, I do. I have a lot of questions all <laughs> the time. <laughs> Why are you such a bitch? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Specifically about your anxiety and stuff. I think... Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I've asked you most questions. Do you yeah, want me to ask you again for but the purposes for the of this? Well, yeah, of course. That's okay, the whole thing. So so I why, why, why do you think loud noises... Are for the benefit of the listener... <laughs> There's um, fireworks going off at the moment and um, really sets Tara's anxiety and therefore ticks off. It's happened, what we're on, what are we on the 6th? Third day. The 6th of November? Yeah, but they they started on the 3rd, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, you know, around firework night, they're letting them off all around the houses here and it's... um, It's very loud. You hate loud noises. And you always used to have, now that I can see your ticks as actual ticks, you always used to have an almost tick-like response. I just thought it was like a... Sometimes when I uh, go and I stub my toe up, yeah. I'll overreact before the pain sets in, and yeah, then yeah. I realise it wasn't <laughs> that bad, but I've anticipated it being much worse. Yeah. And I always thought that that was maybe the case when if I put a plate down too loudly, you kind of really jump, but not just yeah. jump. It would be, like it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like unusual to me because you knew I was moving the plates and you knew I was in the room. If it was a bit loud heavy handed putting it down it's the sort of thing that yeah. I would have just thought oh, put it down heavily yeah. I wouldn't I would have kind of been it wouldn't have been surprising to me if, if that had happened whereas any kind of r- exaggerated raise in volume used yeah. to make you really react yeah. and, and you l- and you looked really hacked off as well <laughs> whenever that happened <laughs> I probably wasn't so I just um, that was just my initial response yeah exactly so I, d- I don't know how, d- how do you think that plays in with your uh, so I've always been like that for as long as I can remember um, like walking home from school and like a car would beep their horn and I would, you know, jump and and whatever. Um, funny story of that time where I was on the sofa and the postman knocked on my window, like literally like bang, bang, bang. And I jumped and I immediately just went out and like, you know, got the parcel or whatever. And then I woke, next thing I know, I woke up on the floor because I'd fainted because I'd... Oh, wow. I didn't know that, did I? I have told you this, yeah. Oh, Just don't listen yeah. to me, I suppose. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Too much wine. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so I, I woke up this in um, when I lived um, in my flat, uh, Seward. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I um, literally woke up and I was on the floor and I was like, what the hell? Um, I kind of just like walked in. Um, and it's happened to me before. Um, ex-boyfriend of mine was shouting at me. And I fainted. Um, I think it's just, there's a, n- there's a lot of, that shouldn't have happened. Huh? That shouldn't have happened, really, just to clarify. You shouldn't have been being shouted at. First well, yeah, place. I know that, yeah. Um, you know, uh, different topic, <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, so it was, it, it uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, loud noises? Yeah. It's always, like it's it. always has been like that to me. And, and, and there have been certain, like, research and science see stuff um very <laughs> i'm very uh knowledgeable sciencey. yeah, yeah. sciencey uh, lots of sciencey stuff um that is involved in people with anxiety having a very heightened sense of sound um maybe it's a um defense technique yeah. where it's kind I've of like heard that the people have some kind of sensory thing where yeah, sounds noisy too and i get it with lights as well yeah. lights are too bright i think um i think it's because when you're anxious 
um, you you constantly think, hey, you constantly think, well, it's for me anyway. I constantly think I'm in danger. Um, I constantly feel like I'm unsafe. Um, I constantly feel like I'm going to get hurt. Um, I feel like um, self-conscious about myself. You know, that's how my anxiety is with me. I can't be alone, basically, because mm -hmm. it's you know terrifying for me. Um, so I think that for me, this, the loud noises make me jolt so much because I'm always on edge, because I'm yeah. always on the defense, because I'm always like something's coming to hurt me. Do you know what I mean? Or like, you know, I'm, and that's why I might look hacked off when I turn around to you yeah, because yeah, totally. I'm, I'm scared. That's basically what it is. So I kind of jolt and, you know, but I've all, I, as far as I'm aware, I've always been like that with loud noises. Um, I, it wasn't as bad. Like if I knew that I was going to watch fireworks, then, you know, I was expecting it. So it was like, okay or whatever. Yeah. But when you're in your own house and fireworks are going off around. Oh, you. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about, you, does it uh, when we're at home and we're just relaxing and you and obviously you said you tick more when we're at home relaxing because That's just you're I'm relaxed to, and you're, yeah. you're not having to hold yeah. it back in it, you don't get embarrassed at all well, about being around me or like um, upset that you're no. doing it you're okay with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, you're pretty they strong, aren't you? Pretty brave about it. You've kind of taken it straight in your stride. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm not very good at accepting compliments, so we're gonna pass pass this. Well, um. <laughs> no, we're not gonna pass it up because it's important. And also, on that note, mm -hmm. about well, it was under a month after you developed them. Was it even like a week? It was a week after you developed them. We went and played it a gig in London. Yeah, that was so my first how outing. How does it feel when you take to the stage and you sing? How does that? Are you worried that you're going to tick in the middle of singing, yeah. or you are? Yeah, always. Because yeah. you don't ever se uh, seem to, and I, w I was I wondering do. whether it. Or do you? Yeah, bad puppers do. But you do it in, in between. I yeah. The so bits I'm of vocal. Sorry, I was wondering yeah. like when you're actually singing, you you never seem to interrupt your vocals no, with with it. No. Um. So for the first gig, I did real well. Um. I um, was able to sing f all of all of it. Um, well, I think it helped as well because the first thing I said as soon as I got on stage was, "I told you to shh your guitar because I yeah. had a tick. <laughs> had a tick that Ed was like tuning up his guitar and I kept shushing him. Same as every gig. Shh. Yeah, it's pretty much. I told him it was a tick, but um, <laughs> shh. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna. Hey. Um, so yeah, so that apart from that, the first thing I said was just to let you know. Uh, I've got Tourette's. This happened in lockdown. Um, enjoy the gig. Uh, because I had noticed that when the band before us were on... Um, by the way, this was when we had that gap where we were still allowed to go and do gigs. By the way, this wasn't like recently. Um, so, yeah, so there was... A before When the ba first band was on, I noticed this guy kind of like looking at me and kind of like, you know, because I tried... I, I was like ticking and I was like, <laughs> hey, hey. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, he's obviously looking at me, which is fine. Um... So I tried to take it all out, all my ticks out when we were clapping. Like I'd try and be like extra loud and uh, extra loud and kind of like get all that energy or whatever. And it didn't work. So I ended up leaving and well, not leaving, but I just went upstairs and kind of sat in the smoking area. Got some fresh air. Um, hey. And um, yeah, but then when we did Bad Bubba City, um, I ticked in the middle of the song. And then also as well, when we were doing sound check, I kept smacking my chest 
and that really hurt because I was mm-hmm. trying not to, you know, I didn't know what I was doing at that point. Um, in rehearsals now, oh well, back when we were doing them, um, I had quite a few bad times in rehearsal. Um, hitting myself in the head with a microphone and things like that. Yeah. But I think, again, that's kind of like in between. Like, I know that I'm there to do a job. I'm there to sing in my band and, you know, our band, sorry, and, you know, do this <laughs> thing. It's all my band. <laughs> my band, my band, my band. Um, but then I also am with my mates. So I, I, I don't mind doing it. But I'm also aware that I need to sing the song, but also... I feel comfortable enough not to hold it in, if you know what I mean. Like, it's kind of like what I'm doing now, I think. I'm, like, suppressing it as much yeah. as I can. But most of them are now head, as you can see, but they can't. Um, mm. Most of them are head jolts and things <laughs> yeah. like that, and my eyes go and stuff. So I've learned to kind of not control them because I've not had them for an l- long enough to even know what's really going on with myself. Um, yeah, so when also when we refer to them as... Tourette's it's kind of more to do with the fact that the symptoms like the doctor said are, are very heard, much yeah. like Tourette's and also <coughs> not everybody understands when you say tics they just don't really get it and yeah. certainly yeah, other th- it's the most well known in the yeah. public and also mind I think also um, it's the podcast won't work because it couldn't be called Tourette's Tourette's yeah Tourics Tourics Tikra. Tikra. Titwank. Hey. Hey, Bummo. Um That's another thing is when you <coughs> when you start talking about Bumhole. certain things that triggers, aren't they? And and certainly mentioning ticks. Bumhole. Oh is yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, always. But that I think that's a common thing throughout like you know, if I say something to Damien and it's kind of yeah, and it's that's Tara's, Tara's friend, yes. Sorry, Correct. yeah. Um, then, you know, he will do it. Yeah. But he's had it for lo- much longer, so he and can. And he has actually, has been diagnosed with Tourette's. It yeah. Apparently it takes a year. Uh, but you a, have to have it for a year. visible symptoms. Yeah. Um, but he had he had Tourette's for uh, three years before he was diagnosed. Right. He's had it for like six or seven years now. So I remember the day that he got diagnosed uh, officially and he was really happy and over the moon and it was like such a relief. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but I've still got put a, a name in it. Yeah, I think know. that's the hardest thing at the at the moment is the fact that yeah we can say it's like this or you know I can say it, it sounds like this and I can get blood tests and you know all this stuff but until I know it's such a, a confusing thing because it's like I've gone what twenty seven years not doing this as far as I'm aware. Not you said not a couple of times you had. I have had them a couple of times in the past. Yeah, twitches in your and neck, which would be very similar to how very your neck similar. Moves yeah. Now, yeah, but I thought that was because of my antidepressants that I was on. So I kind of stopped taking them because yeah. they were changing me all over the place, and they kind of went away. But also, you've suffered with. You know, you were saying like pho- photosensitivity mm. to, to lights and stuff. Yeah, and you have had fits in the past. Yeah, as well. I have. Yeah, um, yeah, like epilepsy. Well. They t- said it was epilepsy, but I don't think it. I don't know. I, I again, this is a it whole other situation. I mentioned the fits when we went to the hospital when yeah. you, you know, when you get got your ticks looked at, and he didn't really seem to think the two were related. But I'm assuming that if you've ever had these kind of like, well, they're all t- neurological, ticks, aren't they? They are all neurological, and if you've had these these ticks in the past, mm. you could have 
potentially put it down to you were said that you were at gigs for both of them so you could have put it down to anxiety you could have put it down to a little bit of that kind of like photosensitivity yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing I just don't I just don't know like and, and that's the thing presence like you said yeah like and the thing is is that in the past when I did have these ticks it wasn't you're right yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so I just enjoy my wine okay nice <laughs> um yeah and in the past you know it is it hasn't been that much of a bigger deal you know what I mean so I just kind of just didn't think it was you know yeah. Like, it, I didn't yeah, think yeah, it was totally. a massive deal until, obviously, this happened. Yeah. And yeah, I'm totally the same. I'm really bad for that. You if are I so bad. any symptoms for something, I just be like, I'll go away in a bit. And if it does go away, then I'm Whereas happy. me, I've got, like, an itch. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've got meningitis. <laughs> <laughs> That's anxiety, kids. Yeah. Okay, should we wrap it up? Thank you yes. for talking to me. Is uh, it absolutely welcome. I hope I haven't been too kind of lethargic. I've spent the whole day, because we've just gone into lockdown. One of the things I am still allowed to do is go oh, up to yeah. the allotment. So I've been digging a huge pile of crap from one part of the uh, allotment to another today. And I got home. Nice I settled wine. down with a nice bottle of wine. I made homemade bread. And uh, I've been interrogated. Yeah. Uh, does it feel weird maker. about me interviewing you? Did it feel weird? Actually, no. It didn't, did it? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't feel weird at all. No, but I don't know whether it'll be entertaining or not. Well, <laughs> I don't care. It is what it is. I'm doing it for my own. Keep listening though, because the next people will be far more entertaining yeah. than I am. Uh, so every week, uh, sorry, not every week, every other week, um, I'm hoping to get um, guests on that either have Tourette's or um, tick disorders or mental health problems, um, uh, and yeah, anyone and anyone that wants to come on <laughs> basically that's what I'm planning yeah, on yeah I'm going to go away and work on my radio personality and I'll be back and they'll be like hi there <laughs> Ed Man here from CZYS Charity plus uh, private education and Ed was man. never invited back <laughs> <laughs> bummer yeah. cool thank you for joining me love you I love oh you I too. shouldn't say thanks. that should I <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on you're I'll uh, come on again nah you're, you're banned <laughs> <laughs>